0: This is The Editor's Half Hour. Step into the life of an editor for 30 minutes as we discuss the craft of editing, industry trends, and editorial resources. Your host is co-founder and CEO of Peak Publishing, Inc., Nadia Zhaja Pupa. She is experienced in all facets of the publishing industry, from editing to design, and works with corporate clients and self-published authors. Nadia and her guests are about to share powerful insights and stories on what it takes to be an editor. And this is your host, Nadia Zsa Pupa.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Editor's Half Hour. Today, we are going to talk about the business of beta reading. Beta reading is something else. That's all I got to say. The thing about beta reading is that I've noticed in the publishing industry specifically, it's a very divided thing. There are people that live by beta reading and depend on it, and then there are people in the publishing who absolutely hate it. So it can be a little bit dividing. So we're going to talk about that today with my special guest, Beth Wojcicki. Beth is a freelance editor, but she is so much more than that, and I can't wait to hear about her career and her career path and what led her to editing and more specifically beta reading. So Beth, please introduce yourself, tell us about your career path and how you landed in this specific world.
2: Sure. Hi, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Um, So in the past, you know, I spent over 20 years as a development associate or the Smithsonian Institution. I worked as a legal secretary for various law firms, and then I went and worked with a big tech firm training machine learning algorithms, how to understand how people speak in order to give them better search results when they search. So um, I did a lot of language analysis in every job I've ever had or, it, or just editing people's writing in my positions unofficially as the editor.
1: Um, and then in,
2: in 2018, um, I was at a retreat and a mentor asked, uh, you know, if you if this was your last day of life, what would you regret? And I just had this epiphany that I was always living for other people's goals and not my own. And um, I had had a notion that I would want to start an editing business. And so I started training in proofreading, copy editing, line editing, and then launched. I haven't looked back. I've been in business since 2018. That's amazing. And you fell in love (laughs) with editing. I love it. I'm very happy. And so I want to
1: also kind of circle back to this big question, which is an amazing question for somebody to ask, which is, say that again, it's what would you do
2: if If this this was your your last day alive? what would
1: you regret? Oh, my gosh, what a big question. I think we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that because um, Beth is also a writer and she's working on a book. And we're going to, we'll segue into that in a minute, but let's focus on beta reading. If you don't know what beta reading is, pause the podcast right now and go look it up and, and read about what, what it is specifically. But I'm going to ask you, Beth, what is the goal of beta reading? That's a bigger question and a better question, because um, this is going to maybe open up some eyes for some people who, who are a little, you know, weary of, of, of um, working with beta readers, I guess, from the editorial perspective. So I guess just opening it up for that, what, what is the goal? Why do it? But what's the and, point?
2: <laughs> I, I think I think the goal is to get organic, realistic feedback from a certain subset of readers who are your ideal audience. And it's like testing your book and you want to get a varied subset of that audience because you, you don't want to just send it out to like two friends and maybe your spouse.
1: <laughs> and right. they're,
2: they're just going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. They don't want to hurt you and they think you're awesome and they're going to tell you you're awesome. Exactly. But a, a beta reader should be a stranger, you know, who's who's your ideal audience. So you have to have an idea of who your audience is. And um, and they're going to read a book and give you their feedback, you know, and the feedback's going to be their reactions as a reader. And that's good information, I think, for, for authors, but more importantly, for editors who are um, shepherding authors through a publishing process to highlight to an author.
1: Yeah. And that's a really good point to make because if you're just a copy editor, and I don't mean just, but if your focus and your main um, business or service line of business is just to copy edit and and not do the designing and the publishing process, you know, that's what I do at Peak Publishing, which is full scope, you know, beginning to end. But if the goal is just to copy edit, who says to the writer, I mean, who, you know, and I want to know, this is just an opinion based question. Who is it that, says to the writer, you know, I would really recommend a beta read. You know, some copy editors are outspoken that way. Others might keep it to themselves and, you know, just focus on their task of copy editing and handing that off to the author for the author to take it on to the next step in the publishing process. But who do you know other people in your circle, I guess other editors that you might know, have they just said, hey, you know, you might want to get this this a beta reader to look at this uh, for these reasons. Uh, what do you think? Or what is your experience, I should ask, in that?
2: Uh, So I do know editors who have done that who aren't necessarily in like the book coaching world or, you know, start to finish service provider. Um, I personally have recommended authors get a beta read, um, especially if during my copy edit, I've seen something that I thought maybe they'd want some feedback on. So, yeah, okay. I, I do know some people, but I don't know that many yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, And I,
1: I should probably be a little more specific, too, because this is for fiction and nonfiction. So That's this right. isn't just, you know, I tend to think, oh, beta readers are perfect for fiction. But it does kind of open up that conversation a little bit because I, I do tend to lean a little bit more to the beta read side when it does come to fiction, mm-hmm. um, because fiction could have it could, it could contain triggering things if it's an intense story, even memoir. Could, can, memoir, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. it could contain those types of things that might be triggering to a specific audience. And if so, how is that treated? Not that you want to suppress the author's voice, but that beta reader would then say, hey, you know, mm, maybe you want to reword this, or okay. maybe you're using something that isn't very um, sensitive to a certain group of people. There's a lot that can happen in the beta read, but... I guess going back to the first question, the goal is not to rewrite the book, right?
2: Right. Right. I mean, you're you're really you're going your book's going to be fully developed. It's going to be, you know, at least moderately edited if not fully edited. I mean, and and there's some differences of opinion about at what point in the process. But you at least want it fully developed. It's the story is where you want it. You're pretty sure you've got the book. It's like it's done and you want to get feedback on it because Maybe as an author or as an editor who's helping an author, you're not sure how somebody's going to react to something and you kind of want to get some feedback. That's at the point where you're going to say, "Okay, let's hold up, let's do a beta read, get in any feedback, and then if we have to make some changes. Exactly. And I think that's where it comes in, Where I
1: When I opened up and I said, hey, this could be dividing. People are very anti-beta read, (laughs) very anti. And that is exactly what it is. That's where it stems. It's it's the um, the publisher or the editor or whoever it is that's helping the writer publish their book they believe that it it slows down the publishing process which it does it it can confuse the the author but Here's where I feel. This is my opinion. I think, yes, it can slow it down. And yes, it can confuse the author and make them rethink something. But wouldn't you want to if you were publishing something? Wouldn't you want to rethink something if somebody else is flagging it? Reconsider how how something is placed or maybe moving something in the book, because once it's published, it's published, you know. So to me, I'm very pro, clearly pro beta read. (laughs) Um, And then I think it's the job of the editor or the person who's helping them publish um, to tell the author that they are in control and they have the final say. And that's it. That's the bottom line.
2: Exactly. Because I've heard some of some issues where authors, they try to take in everybody's feedback because they're trying to make everybody happy. And that is not the goal of the beta read. The goal of the beta read is really just to judge how is it sitting with your reader and of the feedback you get, I think the editor's role is to help guide the author how to interpret that feedback and how to incorporate and how to make you know maybe help them through their decision making process if they need to. But the author is always in control. Absolutely
1: yes, and I think that's the kind of the job of the editor or the yeah. I keep saying the person who is helping them publish to tell them that they're they are the ones in control of this process and you're just guiding them through that. Yeah. So I this is I love talking to you about this because. I, I guess I would call it the alpha read. I do the alpha read, which is, I I actually don't call it that, but technically that's what it is, but it's a book evaluation and it's almost the same as the beta read, but more intense and extremely thorough and very detailed. It's like, these are the weaknesses. These are the strengths. This is how I would, here's my suggestion on how you would fix it. So it's very opinion-based and it's very Nadia-based. <laughs> you know based on my opinion you know but but the point is is that it's it is truly that alpha read which is very beginning rough we don't talk about grammar punctuation a little bit of developmental editing but it's that back and forth and it's it's kind of meshed it's the first starting point and then it gets into the book coaching developing the manuscript gets edited and then Beth walks in and she's the beta reader and you know <laughs> she's like hey this book is great and here's why yeah. so um so now let's, let's kind of shift this a little bit to the world of editors, this wonderful world that you found and fell in love with. <laughs> um, you, How did you know? How did you know about beta reading? How did you know you were good at it? You're clearly created a. I I, I love your website. And I saw oh, nice. it on your website. And I thought, okay, who is this Beth? She seems like <laughs> a really cool girl. And I was like, you know, she's got a whole section on her website on beta reading and she knows her stuff so how do you i guess the question is and this is just you how did you know you were good at beta reading and um clearly you enjoy it i'm assuming clearly you know you enjoy it it's on your website and you talk very passionately about it and you break it down what is beta reading you know what are the goals and you know then you talk about pricing Mm -hmm. so how Mm -hmm. did you know you were good at it
2: well i mean uh you know, when I was younger, I had a lot of friends who are writers and artists, and sometimes I would read things for friends and give them feedback. And unlike most people who are afraid to tell their friends that they don't like something, I wasn't. But, I, you know, I always I always put it in a way that's specific and it would help them. Um, and, and only if they wanted that feedback, you know, um, and then just I've heard about it. You know, I didn't really know what the term was. Um, somebody used to call me their first reader, but I think really it was a beta reader, and um, And I, you know, heard about it in editing forums. And so I just did a little bit of research. And then I decided, you know, this sounds like fun. I want to offer this, but I don't I want to see how it works, like actually mechanically how it works for me and as part of my business. So I went to some beta reading forums and I did a couple for free just to get my feet wet. And the the feedback I got from the authors was incredible. Um, It just really Made me realize, like, I am good at this, and it is a valuable service. So then I structured the service and put it up on my website and launched it.
1: Oh, that's excellent! And I'm—I bet the feedback to me, this is such a high value. You're providing an author with very critical feedback. This isn't just, oh, Mr. a comma. Uh, you know, you yeah, need to send my in here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It has nothing to do with grammar. Nothing and to punctuation. do with any kind
2: of editing. You know, mm-hmm. it's. It's this confused me (laughs) or, hey, this was like an awesome scene. You know, you give them both the good and the bad news. Right. Um, You know, you you tell them, um, you know, did you identify with the main character or not? Did I did I hate your main character? That's not really going to go well. (laughs) Right.
1: Did you identify or or even. um... Right you know, empathize with the main
2: character. And if you hated the main character, the book is going to suck. Yeah. But um, I'm really focusing on my emotional reactions to things and and also answering questions if an author wants them answered.
1: Yeah. And that's excellent. And that's where that value comes in. It's such a high, high value that truly um, can help them like pivot something in their book to a different area or something they hadn't even thought of so again mm-hmm. it's not that you're wanting them to rewrite the book but wanting mm-hmm. them to rethink something if it didn't resonate with you and you're putting on that general audience cap of yeah hey this isn't gonna fly <laughs> you know or yeah. or hey this was absolutely amazing and everybody's gonna freak out when they read this plot twist or something
2: yeah <laughs> so and I and I and I approached the beta reads as, you know, I've maybe I've picked up your book in the bookstore and I've read the back cover blurb and now I'm going to read like that's all I know. You know, I don't I like it. to be front loaded because I want my reactions to be truly organic. Um, and I, I've had authors say, God, you found something I didn't even realize. That's amazing. And, and, you know, and just and it was a quick fix, but it was something that was important, you know. Right. So and it yeah. could be it could be just a very. And yeah, like you said, that's a good point. The quick fix.
1: What if they could yeah. fix it in, yeah, one sentence? She did like
2: fifteen a... minutes worth of work, and she yeah. had it perfect, you know.
1: <laughs> and 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 that could be one little thing that people would would put a negative review out there, like, oh, she yes. didn't she didn't describe this accurately. And if it had just been one extra sentence, it could have been fixed, and that wouldn't have been an issue. So right. to me, stuff like that, the, those little details say a lot about a book. To get those fixed. Why wouldn't you get a beta reader? So it's something to think about as an editor. So why is it that it seems editors are always beta readers or that bait? I know I should say that backwards. Why is it that beta readers tend to be editors? Not all beta readers are editors, but it's because it's, you know, it's in the world of books. It's in the world of publishing. Um, And I like your story about how it kind of naturally fell in your lap and you realized you were good at it. So let's say there's, there are copy editors out there and, you know, they want to find another source of income for themselves. And, you know, beta reading is not one of those things where you're going to be making a massive, you know, load of money off of, and that's not even (laughs) the point of what beta reading is. So we'll get into like rates and fees, but, um, the skill I want to talk about, I still want to stay in that skill level and what's required to do a beta read and do a good job. Um, I guess it's more of speaking to that content. And so sometimes when you're copyediting, and some copy editors can't help themselves, but silently judge the writer, or inwardly roll their eyes at really dumb things that the author is trying to do. And they're just like, I know what the author's trying to say, but they're really doing a crappy job of it. But the copy editor is not being asked to voice their opinion. That would be so out of line and so out of place. You know, it's almost like, you know, you know, I think of like the corporate world when we were in meetings and there would be like management or upper level executive staff trying to like lead. And you're sitting there like looking at your coworkers, like rolling your eyes or giving each other that look. It's the same concept, but you wouldn't Mm -hmm. say anything that would be highly inappropriate. So Editors think like editors. Editors also think, you know, outside of what they do and can really address the content. So I know I'm, I'm meandering a little bit here, but the point I'm trying to make is what advice would you give an editor who wants to start getting into beta reading? Would you suggest that they do offer it for free like you did to, t- to test it out and see if it's something that they like and can do? Um, I kind of answered the question for you. But then deeper, though. So getting started, but then what are some things that you would say really, really would set them apart in that beta reading world? What can you, like, how can you get them to think outside of just the grammar and punctuation if they want to?
2: Oh, I think that some people just maybe aren't even wired that way, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I've talked with, because I'm also a proofreader and proofreaders think outside of the copy editing box, you know? right it's just truly egregious errors or whatever whereas truly, copy yeah. editors might do a little rephrasing or what have you but right. i think for a copy editor for instance to want to offer beta reading first of all just enjoy it <laughs> go I love into that. it with a sense of wonder and enjoyment um, you're there to read a book. You're just reading. I, th- I almost look at it as I'm reading for fun, but I'm going to give some yeah. feedback later. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love that, you know, um, and pay attention to your reactions. And, and so like one of the things I do when I'm doing a beta read is, it, it, let's say I'm reading it on a PDF or, or even in Word, I'll write something in the margins, you know, um, of the PDF with my pencil. Or um, if I'm in Word, I'll, I'll make a comment to myself about something that really grabbed me or maybe really turned my stomach or whatever the case may be. You need to just think like a reader, you know, and it's I actually like it. freeing. I have to tell yeah, you, as a copy editor, say. it is freeing to not have to worry about the grammar and the punctuation yeah. and just enjoy the story.
1: Whatever I, love the story is.
2: I love that. I love that. I think that really will set somebody apart. But I also think the thing that a copy editor can do that maybe a free beta reader can is know how to give the feedback uh, to an author in a kind and, you know, actionable way. You know, um, I think that we're all trained to query an author if we're confused in a manuscript or what have you. So you can kind of take that skill set and apply it to beta reading.
1: Yeah. And and, and like you said, really looking at it from possibly the entertainment side of things like did this story, you know was it compelling? Were you hooked? All of those yeah. things. And it's like the, the emotional response yeah. to the book versus the logical response to the book. And I think that's what right. it is. We kind of figured out that there's the the editor who approaches the manuscript to copy edit with a logical, methodical, yeah. technical perspective. Technical. Yeah. Then there's the beta read, which has nothing to do with that. It's just yeah. full on read it and have fun and tell me what you think. Um, yeah. I know I oversimplified it, but uh, but it's
2: true. I mean, and yeah. I literally get into the mindset of, I. you see that velvet chair behind me? That's where I beta yeah. read or in my oh, recliner I love in the it. living room. I'm like, I'm not at my desk. I'm I'm in a coffee shop reading or I'm in that chair it. just enjoying a read. And and that just helps free me up. And it's it's actually nice stress relief. Let's say you've got you know, a big manuscript going on and it's very technical and you're very busy and, you know, you're stressing out about it. And then you just take a break and go do a beta read for an hour.
1: You know, I, love that. <laughs> I totally I can totally see how that's fun. And you're away from the computer screen. You're taking that break and you're still doing something you love, but the pressure's off your shoulder. You're not the copy editor. You're yeah. the beta reader. Yeah. So it's a breath of fresh air for sure. And I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've edited something and I've gotten carried away. And I'm like, well, crap, I just blew through three pages. And and that's a lot, by the way, for copy editor to blow through because we we go slow. Yeah. Um, so I would blow through three pages because I got carried away with a story and I was yeah. like, What's gonna happen next? Oh my it's so good. And I'm freaking out. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, oh, go back and reread. And then, you know, then actually do the editing that I'm supposed to be doing for technical. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so that's, that's kind of nice to separate it. Um, but you know, the downside is, but you get, you know, it's, it's not that you're, how do, how do I phrase this? It's, it's really, you know, the price point, it's a high value, I wish we could charge thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for a beta reading, but that's just not the case because it's not labor intensive. It's fun for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. you just said you're you sit on the couch, you go to a coffee shop, you get to just unwind and relax and basically get paid to read somebody's story and give them feedback. So um let's talk about pricing. How 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 do you base your pricing um per word, per whatever, per page, and then um are you basing it off of industry standards, or is this the Beth standard? <laughs> Which is not bad. I mean, whatever you do is, you know, it's 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 what you want to do and how you run your business. Um, but yeah, yeah. I want to know what you think about that.
2: Yeah, I actually just did a lot of research into beta reading pricing, you know, and I I looked through forums, I looked at people's websites that offer it, and I kind of took a, a data set. You know, here I am talking like a tech peck person. I took a data set, you know, and I kind of saw what the ranges were. But I also kind of realized that some people, they're charging a lot of money and what they're really doing Mm -hmm. is manuscript eval. It's not a beta read, you know. Um, So for people who truly were just, I'm going to read your book and give you my reactions and answer your specific questions. (laughs) I found that the range, I mean, people tend to base it on like per 1000 words. Okay. Some people offer a bulk package like up to fifty thousand words is this price and up to a hundred thousand is that price. And and that's kind of an attractive way to do it, but mm-hmm. I do it by the thousand words. Okay. And um, you know, I've seen anybody charge from fifty cents to a thousand for a thousand words to three dollars for a thousand words, for instance. And so I charge a okay. dollar I started okay. at a dollar, I raised my rates after doing it for a year and a half, mm-hmm. you know, by a whole whopping twenty-five cents per thousand. But- <laughs> You know, yeah. and it's, it's it's a way to sort of compensate you for your time and energy in doing it. I mean, you want to be fair to yourself. right? And I felt time. that, you know, You're... the longer the book, the more involved it might be for me to give them the feedback. So I felt that by the thousand words was a fair way to do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that's good to know. So that's good to know for editors listening, how they would price it, how they would think about it and approach it and maybe test the waters and do one for free. You know, it is your time and your time is money. But if this is something new to you, I I like that you did that. I think that's the best way to go about it. It's almost like thinking back to my internship days. I was getting paid and I was in an office, but it was a, (laughs) I was in college and it was a low fee, but that's really where I learned more about publishing than I did in college. You know, Mm -hmm. I I got to experience so many different aspects of the publishing process as an intern and then it just goes from there. So getting your feet wet by doing maybe one or two for free. I think that's great. Great plan. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about you, Beth. Let's talk about what you're working on because you're an editor. You're a copy editor, I should say. You're um, a beta reader. But you, you know, we already said that you you haven't been an editor your whole life, but you naturally fell into this. And it, it was after that person in the retreat asked you, what would you do if uh, this was your last day on Earth. Is that was the, that was that? Yeah. I'm what would you regret
2: if today were you your regret? last day? You know. Yeah. And I had already started thinking about going into editing because I realized that throughout. I was in a job that while I really enjoyed it and it was for, you know, with a great company, I was a contractor. And so there weren't really Mm -hmm. any ways for me to get promoted or grow any more than I had already. Right. So I was kind of at this crossroads anyway and was thinking about, well, you know, what do I enjoy? What am I good at? And I realized, well, in every job, this is the common theme. I've always been the team writer, editor, proofreader you know, feedback giver. So (laughs) uh, analyzer. (laughs) So, yeah, I just decided, you know, I want to look into this. So I started with a proofreading course and then I went to this retreat just as I was wrapping up that proofreading course. And um, in that retreat was when I got asked that question. And that was just, like I said, an epiphany. And so then I signed up for a copy editing course and then I took a line editing fiction course. Good for you. But I launched. I launched. I launched originally just as a proofreader and then moved into copy editing because I, uh, was uh, offered a way to test into a couple of companies that offer publishing services, and I passed. So. Great, that's awesome. <laughs> Good for you. I, I'm I'm very impressed with that that path
1: and that career path because you came from the tech industry, which is huge, yeah. um, and you're like, hey, this is these are the roles that I fell into. So. Um, let's just flip this whole conversation on its head because now you are writing a book. I know this because we talked yes, about this. Talked so about tell, it. yeah, tell us about it. And um, I want to hear just a little bit about what your experiences, it, what your experiences are as a writer versus now on the other side, which is the beta reader. Okay. Tell us about what you're doing.
2: Well, as a high level overview, um, in 2006, I was in a freak accident that nearly killed me. It was a series of medical like misdiagnoses that over the course of three weeks, landed me in the hospital just about dead. And I had a very spiritual experience, but I also had a wake-up call that, you know, prior to that event, I had lived my life not knowing anything about myself or what I wanted from life and was very anxious and stressed out all the time, and I realized there was more to life than that. So I made a very conservative, concerted effort to change my life, and I'm still changing and evolving, you know, this many years later. So I decided that um, I felt very called to write about it, but I felt very uh, nervous about it too, because it would be like a memoir and putting yourself out there, uh, you know, your feelings and all your, you know, your messy life (laughs) and your growth. And that's scary. It's scary. (laughs) And, you know, you're afraid of being judged, but I'm more afraid of being judged by whatever editor higher than I know (laughs) than a reader.
1: (laughs) Because I'm an editor. (laughs) I you know how editors think. Yeah. So, so, um, I, I, okay, so here's the question of the hour. Here's the question of the half hour. What are you going to get a beta reader for? for Probably, yeah. (laughs) I think I should. (laughs) I think you should. I think that was probably the dumbest question I've ever asked because I knew you were going to say yes. Um, <laughs> oh, we're having too much fun. But I I really, I truly enjoyed our conversation today. I think it's going to open up a lot of eyes for whoever's listening. It could be an editor. I hope that it's editors listening to the editor's half hour. But there might be writers listening. And that's awesome. Um, but the point is, I, I hope we opened up some eyes in this in the world of beta reading. It's a business. There's a business behind this. And there's a reason why you do it. And um it's 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 a it's a like I said a high value I mean I I can't even begin to say how much I would go I would be go running for a beta reader after I finish a manuscript and I haven't written a book yet but I want to so that would be my plan <laughs> so so Beth one last thing what would you like to say about uh just speaking to beta reading and uh, maybe some words of encouragement for somebody who' wants to do it but is is unsure of what to do next or might be a little scared to do I don't know
2: You know, there's really nothing scary about it. I I feel like if this is something you want to do and you're not sure about it, because, you know, I wasn't exactly sure about it. There's Goodreads, Facebook, any of, you know, forums for beta reading. People are looking for beta readers and give it a go and approach it like a professional beta read, even if you're doing it for free and see if it's something you really do enjoy. There's nothing scary about it, um, you know. If if you change your mind later, you can stop offering it. <laughs> always, I have that point of view. You could just, you know, live your life, go do things that you think will make you happy. And if you think being a beta reader will make you happy, try it out. If you don't like it, then no harm, no foul. I
1: love that. I love how you simplified it because it, it is. It's all it is. It's a very fun thing to do. It's a nice way to supplement your income, and it's 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 it, it, it is what it is. It's just yep. it's just giving some feedback and some some pointers to the author to help them improve it. And
2: authors love it. And it's a low price point for them. So it's not scary for them too. And you're, you're if you feel strongly about being an author advocate, then beta reading is a good way to do that. So well said. That is, that is perfect. <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that. That's, that's wonderful.
1: Well, thank you. thank you so much, Beth. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about Beth, please look in the show notes. We'll have a link to her website. She's got some more great information about beta reading and how she breaks it down. I just love how she sets it up. So so check out her website. And I want to say thank you to our listeners and thank you to Beth for sharing some details about beta reading and giving us a little bit of insight into what you do.
2: Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It was great.
1: Thank
0: you for listening to the Editor's Half Hour. This podcast is your go-to resource for editorial trends, opening the discussion for new ideas through the real-life stories of editors. For more information about Nadia Jaja Pupa and her business, visit peakpublishing.com. That's P-I-Q-U-E publishing.com. Be sure to follow Peak Publishing on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And remember to subscribe and follow The Editor's Half Hour wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.